I'm Tamara McDaniel. We are here at the store at 3000 West Springfield in Champaign at the corner of Springfield and Duncan. You can join us here or you can join us by phone. Call us at 217-356-9397. That's 356-WDWS. Or you can text us at 351-5357. Our experts include Marianne Metz. Good morning, Tamara. Good morning, Marianne. Hey, good morning, John Weisgarber. Good morning, Tamara. And Mr. Brown, Steve Brown. Good morning. Hey, good morning. Uh, looks like a kid in a candy store around here this no morning, kidding. huh? kidding. Yeah. Speaking of candy, what do you got, Marianne? Coffee? Oh, oh no. it's, it it's says candy on the label. Caterpillar candy. I love that. It's a, it's a new that? series that we've got this year. Cool. And uh, what's the purpose? Is the purpose to say, hey, Pollinators. them caterpillars here eat on it? Here's your stuff. So it's a whole series of... Yeah. Uh, I can, yeah, I'm squinting so across the room here. <laughs> Mostly just looks... So, so three of them are for uh, monarchs oriented really yes uh you have the butterfly milkweed and then you have the swamp milkweed and we have mexican butterfly weed mexican butterfly weed and then and then the other series is for black swallowtails so there's uh queen anne's lace who knew oh but that's pretty isn't that a great texture yes it is and then it's parsley, yep. flat leaf flat parsley. Leaf parsley. What's the third one? And the third one attracts the uh, the buckeyes, that little brown one with the orange spots. Yeah, that one's cool. Yeah, those are cute. And this is snapdragon. Who knew? Real, but not flowering snapdragons. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It is flowering. Yeah. Oh, there's a bud. There's lots of buds. Okay. So it's just a series that uh, one of our vendors has come out with that uh, focuses on a particular uh, butterfly and, and its different phases and what it needs at each phase. So it's really cool. It and is. they call it caterpillar candy. Yep. So so the, the butterfly will lay its eggs on the plant and then the larva will feed on it. Okay. And you got to share. That's why I always used to love to share my parsley. And and deal with the. Did you hatch out of a chrysalis or something? Or? Well, but you know, sometimes when you when you're out scouting and you look and you see, oh my gosh, there's something eating on my plants. Right. Sometimes you just have to say that's okay. You it share? is okay. Oh my gosh. <laughs> well, yeah. and what was it? Rena had a bunch of parsley or something that she bought this in, in spring, yes. and in it was again just for this purpose, right? Absolutely. Yeah. Gotta love it. But that's the purpose to to have. You're plant, planting for this kind of uh, little critter. Each and then you get to watch the butterflies. That's so great. And tell, tell me how the plants will perform then. How tall will get, they get and how wide will they spread? Well, actually, the label tells you everything you need to know. Okay. In that direction. So, And everything's a little bit different. So the Asclepias is... Um, actually, that's one of the taller ones, the Mexican Asclepias is. Yeah. Okay. Uh, and so those, those are a combination of, of some annual plants and some perennial plants. Oh. So everyone's a different adventure. Some you'll be able to enjoy year after year, and some will be something you'll just enjoy for the next couple, three months. And when we get a first frost or a heavy freeze, they'll yeah. they'll chill out. Yeah, it was kind of cool. Uh, last night we had uh, a mom and daughter came in and took specifically to buy some of this. It was pretty neat. That's, That's awesome. Neat. Yeah. 
It's fun stuff, and we carry a lot of this in our regular stock anyway, but it's just nice to have it all grouped together and explained to you, mm-hmm. and because the label does explain all of those things. Pretty and cool. Pretty cool, yeah, and that it can kind of be butterfly-specific. Yes. Well, they are. It is butterfly-specific. So this in, in front, the, the, those three in front that he first talked about were all um, monarch for candy. the monarchs, and then it was the... Uh, the Black swallowtail. <laughs> swallowtail. <laughs> Funny how that happens. <laughs> I'm going to blame it on the angle. Thank you. <laughs> your turn. You didn't, have, you didn't have your cheaters on. Okay. <laughs> the uh, w- the transformation between what we were able to offer for gardeners this yeah. week compared uh, to last week. Wow. And, and we had a good selection of stuff last week. Yeah. But it's unbelievable. We've got now. some great flowering ec- in flower echinaceas or cone flowers. Mm-hmm. So that group got refreshed again. It just and it, the color is just fabulous and it is. Just yeah. all sorts of stuff. Yeah. Garden and mums. Garden mums. Oh my gosh. Uh, many sizes. Mm-hmm. Did Showing you, did color. Did you see them? Mm-hmm. Oh, they're just beautiful. Mm-hmm. Like the yellow ones are already starting to open up a the bit. Th- and well, honestly, all of them that you have are uh, starting to open up a bit, especially like I was looking at like the 297 ones. Uh-huh. The little four-inch ones you can yeah. put in a container. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. yeah, that's cool. And boy, do they take off if you put them in the ground. Yeah, they sure do. I've learned. <laughs> Isn't that funny how that happens? It's, but it's lovely. It was a nice surprise. And uh, pansies. I, I bought, brought that for Tamara. Yeah, Just put it in front of her. It's her. beautiful purple. It's that time of year. And the deep purple. As soon as those hit the bench yesterday, they started going out the door. I'll bet. And it's amazing, you know, even though they don't love hot temperatures, now's a great time to get them, get them established so you can enjoy them literally until November, December kind of thing. And then there's a good chance they'll overwinter the fall, you know, and then be there for the following spring. Not guaranteed, but good chance. And the colors are just fantastic. Yeah, they are. And this is a a majestic mix series. Uh, Just gorgeous. Delta Premium Blotch Mix of Pansy. Blotch. (laughs) And it is just a blotch of color. Nothing says cool weather like a pansy. Yeah. That's just when you need them. And then uh, you got just a few lavenders, John. A few. (laughs) Yeah. Marianne put the foot on the accelerator on the Stone Cottage series of lavenders. You know what? I love lavender, and this is a great time of year. What is it? Six varieties or eight varieties, I think? It's six or seven easily, yeah. 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 Well, I just brought a couple just because they're a little bit different or... Or, uh, you know, we always know the English ones, which is mostly English, like the Hidcoat Munstead. But this one's called Super Blue. So it's going to be a little bit more blue as opposed to the lavender. Nice. Which is pretty cool. And, you know, a lot of times this will bloom, you know, the end of June all the way up through, you know, September. Oh, yeah. And, and who cares if they bloom? I mean, the foliage oh, is so yeah. cool. The foliage and, is what's cool. And this like phenomenal this this other variety you brought up has a really neat kind of silvery blue green coloration to it mm-hmm. and the fragrance oh my gosh i'm just sitting here petting it cuz and, and who would think who would think I'm that smelling. all this stuff would be there's such a variety in lavenders i mean yeah. you think oh i want a lavender and yeah. you just get yeah. one but then when you see them side by side and you see the nuances between the texture and the color yeah um just unbelievable yeah. yes it is that's that's what's so great about this phenomenal is the is the color it's yes. like silvery blue, and it's a little bit taller than yes. most of the others, too. You know, two to three feet almost. So, yeah, pretty cool. 
And you got a few fresh bobos in. Huh. We were just talking about these bobo hydrangeas, which at least two of us would say if we could only have one hydrangea for a sunny spot, this That'd would be it. probably be our first choice. And it's one of the shorter ones in the market, uh, height-wise. It's uh, oh, okay. uh, about three feet, two to three feet, but probably three-ish. Uh, not too much wider than that. Just loaded with flowers. With the white panicles, the typical white panicles. So long-lasting. Yeah. Oh, yeah. 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 All right. Great plant. Three. Can I interrupt? No. Okay. I'm, I'm sorry. Go ahead. But if it's That's for a col- <laughs> color or texture, yes. Well, we have a couple texts. Yeah. Uh, three five six nine three nine seven. You can call us or three five one five three five seven. You can text us. We have uh, plant experts. Are roses only plants to deadhead? I have plants with six blossoms and thirty deadheads. Okay. How how uh, are there any plants that you really have to deadhead? Wait, let me start there. Well, I don't think you have to do anything. I don't. Right? Oh, you don't really okay. have to. Uh, but I think, as Marianne has said so well in some of the recent radio commercials, every plant, if you want to take the time to do it, is it's going to redirect the plant's energy. And you'll have new vegetative growth, and usually then you'll have new flower buds coming on. And so you'll be able to enjoy that flowering even more. And we talked about butterfly bush last week where, uh, you know, Marianne's like, I wouldn't do that. I wouldn't waste my time. And I'm, but but on the other hand, (laughs) she is deadheading her knockout roses. Right. And he wouldn't. So, you know, just an aesthetic. Yeah. Yeah. What's important to you. Yeah. And, of yeah. course, maybe it varies from year to year or week to week yeah. in our minds. Exactly. <clears throat> Perhaps. Just maybe. Or yeah. well, <laughs> how much wine you have when you sit down, right? That's right. <laughs> True. So, so like on Butterfly Bush, we were talking about that last week. Wackadoodle versus individual. So my gardener partner uh, was taking them on this week, and she did one individual, and she said, on this next one. <laughs> Whackadoodle. So <laughs> we'll just see what is more enjoyable here over the, this funny. next month. That's oh, great. For, for the you know, why butterfly not? bushes? Yeah. <laughs> okay. How wackadoodle did you get? About a third back. Okay. So there's still two-thirds of the pine left. My, my kind of gardener. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh-huh. and a lot of times if you, if you don't deadhead, and especially on some of the perennials, then the plant just finishes yeah, it stops. You know, it just goes, Function, it'll go yeah. to seed and say, oh, I'm done for the season. Where if you do rejuvenate, you'll get a, another Some flush. Okay. Which is, just makes it all worthwhile. And, you yeah. know, one of the most common perennials, most popular perennials we sell would be in the salvia family. And, oh, yeah. Mm. And, you know, whether it's Maynite or whether it's Blue Hill or you name it. Yeah. Um, but that's one of the easiest plants to get to rebloom literally yes. all through the summer. If you do some deadheading. And again, you can individual flower it, mm-hmm. or you can just say head, shipper, head shears and whack it. I, I got to tell you, that's not one I'd, I'd individually. <laughs> that, I, would, that would I, would, be I, I would whack it. Incredibly tedious. And honestly, John, the, the salvia, I, we had some that had finished blooming out that were still um, out on the uh, tables. And I just whacked them off, just like shearing. Mm-hmm. And they flushed out again. Yeah, the foliage did. flushed out. The, all that basil growth. Nice. So they're looking nice. Okay. Yeah. Good. Yeah. Well, then, as I get back to the question, um, they 
we mentioned shrub roses. Mm -hmm. Are there other roses? I mean, because you know all the other varieties yeah. uh, that need to be deadheaded. I'll just cover that real quick before we move on. Well, yeah, I mean, it, again, it depends on what you're trying to get out of it. But if, if I was growing a hybrid tea, and the only reason I'm going to grow a hybrid tea is for great flowers, right. and whether I'm cutting them and bringing them indoors or whether I'm enjoying them out in the garden. And, yes, you will get more flowers if you, not just deadhead, but if you prune down further on the stem. So it's not just a, just cut it off below the flower. You mm -hmm. Roses have three leaflet petals and five leaflet petals, and you want to cut it down to the to the second five leaflet petal and you'll have a more aggressive bud underneath that and you'll get more growth and more flowering from it. Huh. But again, you're getting to the time of the year where you want the plant to slow down a little bit for a rose. Mm -hmm. So I don't know if I, if I was going to do it, I'd do it one last time and then I'd just walk away. Yeah. In fact, I was thinking about that a couple of days ago that we should probably mention that if you, if there's some pruning you want to do, you get it done because you don't want to initiate that that tender growth going into the fall so like even on your knockout yeah I, i'll probably huh. prune one more time for the knockouts uh, but some other things i'm going to think twice about because it's time to start uh, kind of backing off the pruning uh-huh on on a lot of things and there's other things that influence it. it you get the pruning and if you get moderate temperatures and then if you're really good about watering and you get all those things together then all of a sudden you're going to get squirting out more new growth than, yeah. than you would otherwise if you didn't have those other contributing factors. Right. Yeah. Okay. So our phone number is 356-9397 or you can text us at 351-5357. Next text says I would like you uh, I would like you to know that Linda was very helpful with breaking a part of a very evil plant for me Ooh. from Jane. <laughs> breaking apart an evil plant. Breaking huh? apart an evil plant. Way to go, Linda. Uh, yeah, no. seriously, girlfriend. Such superpowers. Yeah. <laughs> I've never heard that before, breaking apart. You mean... Well, if you're dividing something, sometimes if you're dividing, dividing something I guess. Is, is, can be a challenge. Okay. Some root systems are very involved. Okay. I, I think that it was, there was a customer brought in uh, this huge bromeliad that was probably oh. years old. Uh, it appeared to be, she brought it in, you know, this big tub. Wow. And I believe wow. that might be what she huh. was referring That's what it was. To. So Linda is our super grower out there. So she's the one that grows all those beautiful mums and geraniums and hanging baskets and stuff. So she obviously has other superpowers besides... Apparently, she does. Things. There you go. Mm -hmm. yeah. Girlfriend. Yeah. Because mm -hmm. you know, bromeliads will, they'll put out little pups on the side or new plants. Oh. So. And then it makes them harder than to pull apart or whatnot. Well, it's just time to rejuvenate. Okay. Just All right. Keeps going and going and going and going. <laughs> gotcha. All right, well, let's get back to uh, a few more of these items that John brought to the table because I know we haven't discussed them all yet, have we? What about, oh, the beautiful, is that a con one of the containers? It's a, it's a basket. Oh, that's a big old bushel basket. Like a little bushel basket. Right, a bushel and a peck. So some flowers, some foliage, but it's a neat textural yeah. additive with some coleus and helichrysum and lantana. Callies. Beautiful. Yeah. Yeah, and, uh, yeah I want to uh, mention this fall gardening thing that we got going on yes. so people don't lose their window. Uh, most of us that have 
planted a garden, starting to have some bare spots in the garden because yes. you've harvested things, and so you've got some boxes or beds or rows or th- some things available. And now's the time to be thinking about it. And we have just a few transplants that are available. We have some broccoli and some kale and some, I think, some romaine lettuce mm-hmm. out mm. there. And we've got a much larger selection that will be available in another week or two at the most. Right. Uh, so there will still be time for some of the other things. Uh, but if you want to sow seeds, you still have plenty of time for some, and some it's go time. Yeah. And, um, and typically, if you want to think about sowing false, sowing garden seeds now, so we're talking about could be reddish, radishes, lettuce, carrots, spinach, kohlrabi, turnips, beets, whatever it might be. You want to be mindful of the average last frost, or first frost date in the fall here. Mm. And that's typically around the middle of October, you know, that ish. 16th to 20th-ish range. Mm-hmm. And then, uh, you know, some good advice that I've read about is to allow for a couple of a weeks before that if you really want to have plenty of time because sure. you don't know how cool it's going to get, you know, and because of the declining daylight levels, you're going to have less growth on the plants. So then if you start thinking closer to the f- first week of October that you want to be kind of quote-unquote done by, uh, then you really need to look at the seed packets and see how many days it says between sowing and harvest. And some things like radishes would be the quickest. And, you know, you'll be harvesting those super quick. Or if you want to harvest immature uh, leaves for lettuce and spinach and things like that, you might be harvesting that within four weeks or so. But <clears throat> some other things might be more of a full 60 days. So it's it's time to get going on it. So we have a really good selection of seeds, seeds right now. <clears throat> Not all, but most of them are on sale. So it'd be really the time to get going on that, plan it out. And you don't have to go nuts, but just if you're enjoying what you're harvesting right now, tomatoes, peppers, cucumbers, squash, whatever, melons, whatever it is that you're harvesting right now, just know that you can extend that enjoyment in the garden here for another few months. It's not over with. So oh, yeah. even if you oh, just right. do just a little bit, yeah. it's just so great to be able to harvest. And that's not to mean that you couldn't even put a cold frame up or something and extend it beyond even further, yeah. middle of October. You could extend it until late November or December or whatever the weather might allow you to do. Yeah. Sure. And, and what's so great, you know, you can just direct sow into the ground this time of year yep. as opposed to in the spring where you have to... You know, start them indoors. So it's just like in the oh. spring when you start. You start with a calendar, and like Steve said, you mark mark your your frost date. But you're you're working forward, not backward. On the spring, you're working backward, but the uh, fall, you're working forward. So, um, yeah. <laughs> my, yeah. My eyes went. What? Uh. <laughs> she's she's married to a math genius. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> It, the calendar will help you immensely, and 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 with the starts also, because like Steve said, we're we're beginning to get the transplants in, and and we got some herbs in too. Isn't that exciting? Yeah, I love that. It's great. But it, it's it's easy because the the seed packets tell you everything you need to know. So just you know, get your calendar, mark the frost date, and start. Mm-hmm. Like Steve said, it's time. That's so great. That, yeah, this late in the year, you can still start a new crop yeah. of what well, of. Uh, several things. Yeah, but if you wait four weeks, then your choices are going to be limited because yes. of the maturity Time. dates. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So do it now. Yeah, take okay. a look at everything. Just take a half hour, an hour, do a little bit of research, do a little bit of reading, yep. and then make your decisions and 
some things you want to get going now. Soon. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, good. Fun stuff. Well, and and now the weather is going to turn more pleasant, right? Hopefully, as we get through the dog days of summer. I got to wear a jacket to work this morning. You did. I know. <laughs> Must have the top down. Yes, I, of course I did. <laughs> Good for you. <laughs> Duh. Yeah, beautiful day out. I don't blame you for. So yeah, the it's coming. Down. The the beautiful weather, the coolness. And yeah, and it's nice to have the excuse to be outdoors. Yeah, for and sure. In the meantime, you're just growing some food for yourself, mostly. Yeah, for sure. That's right. Okay, good. And you're going to get quick, quick germination right now. The soil temperatures are warm. Yeah. I mean, not too hot, but warm enough. And you're going to be watering, I'm sure, daily, uh, maybe twice but a day lightly. I don't know, just to keep them moist. But you're going to get quick germ, and that means you're going to get off to a fast start. Okay, good. Plant experts live at Prairie Gardens. You can call us at 217-356-9397 or text us at 351-5357. I have a text now, and it says, Plant Humans, can you tell me if the coupons for plants that came to my email are perennial or annual? They are for fiddle leaf fig and philodendron monstra. Those would be houseplants around here. Yes. Yep. So they would be indoor tropicals or, Tropical. you know, Outdoor outside on a yeah. patio or porch yeah. or someplace where they can get some filtered sun or some indirect light. But both are great houseplants indoors in the wintertime, yeah. Just now's the time so this uh, other human uh, who <laughs> asked this question. Other plant human. Yeah, this signed up for our <laughs> I Belong email list. So there was three coupons that went out to those folks, and one was for a 10-inch pot of philodendron monstera. Yeah. And one was for a 10-inch pot of fiddly fig. And one was a free two-inch succulent with any purchase. With your coupon. With the coupon. With bond. Yep. That's nice. And it's easy to be an I Belong member. You sign up here at the store, and uh, they'll just send emails. Plus, on Tuesdays, you get an extra 10% off yeah. your purchase. And, and like today, we had people... But the, like three minutes after the email went out, there were people in buying. Really? Yeah. So I believe it, it. it. It really is an advantage to be an I Belong member. It really is. Yeah. Yeah. I will agree with that. You get the inside scoop. That's right. The first crack at the deal. Sooner do, than I do, indeed. that's for sure. <laughs> All right. Best time and way to prune an oak leaf hydrangea? That's one of the hydrangeas that blooms on old wood. So you want to be very careful. And prune it right after it flowers. Okay. So it's it's probably a little bit late to be pruning them because you'll be cutting off next year's flowers Okay. if you prune now. But as soon as they finish blooming, because most of them have finished blooming of the oak leaves, don't you think? Yeah, and it's, and it's hard to say when they're finished because they just persist. Yeah, they do. Yeah. That's true. For so long. I, I'd be very hesitant, though, to, in August. I wouldn't hesitate to, to prune them in, in July. But August might be just a little bit too late. Yeah, it could be iffy either so. way. Yeah. And not that and if you don't prune it, you know, you're going to get flowers for sure then yeah, for, for next sure. year. But if and you don't mind not having the flowers, a few flowers, you could go ahead and prune it now, just that you're sacrificing a few flowers. Okay. And I think with a, if an oak leaf, the key would be if you are moving forward in that direction, is to shop the varieties that it would be the mature size that you want it to be. That way you don't right. have to get too hung up on the pruning aspect. Right. And years ago, it used to be pretty much just a tall variety. You could get 12 feet or 14 feet. And, yeah. <laughs> and, and you didn't have that many choices. Yeah. But now you've got, gosh, three feet basically yes. and, and above. Oh, yes. nice. So height and width-wise, there are lots more flexible now. Just just like the bubble here. Uh, the, the hydrangea as, as, a, as a genus has just gone 
crazy with what's available. It's really kind of cool. Mm-hmm. So it, it, there's hardly a garden that wouldn't be able to accommodate one or more of varieties that are available now. So okay, good. Cool. I know somebody yeah. sitting around here who's particularly fond of a variety called ruby slippers. Oh, gosh, I love that. I wonder who that is. Oh, I don't know. <laughs> so you, John? I love it, too. Brooke. Okay, well, there you go. <laughs> I, have it. I have it at home, yeah. yeah. And that one, that's one that flushes uh, pink pinkish red after a while. It, start, it starts out white. That's what I thought. Yeah, okay. they all bloom white. Yeah. Okay. Right now, mine's pretty pretty rosy. Rosy? Yeah. Almost ruby, huh? Yeah. Nice. As Close. in slippers? Yeah. Close. Okay. And then the fall foliage is just stunning maroon purple it's just gorgeous on on almost all the oak leaves but some a little more rich than others and i think ruby slippers is maybe one of the more intense coloration yeah, leaf wise I would, I would agree with that yeah okay and then in the winter when they lose their leaves they have this really cool exfoliating bark oh yeah which creates a lot of interest in the landscape absolutely as well. okay yeah. three five six nine three nine seven is our phone number plant experts live at prairie gardens let's go to the phones and talk to dan who's calling in from champagne hey good morning dan good morning thanks for your time today curious Bet. if you can suggest any uh clover or organic clover uh killers for for logs Clover killer. Do you have white clover or purple clover? It's white. It, it, you didn't say the word moss, also, did you? You just said clover. Uh, no, but that, that we could use that too. <laughs> yeah. And again, I, I'm looking uh, for an organic solution. There are all sorts of uh, chemical ways to do it, but I'd rather try to reduce that. The, the only is it in a lawn setting or in a garden setting that you need to get rid of it? It's, it's a lawn setting. Yeah. I, I honestly don't know of a an effective organic solution for killing it. I don't think there. I, I don't believe one exists. Really interesting. Okay. Yeah, that's that's going to be a challenge. It's 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 frustrating. I th- there's a lot of great organic solutions when it comes to insect control yes. and fungus control, but I think the solutions for weed control, for any type of natural organic thing. Short of covering it with black plastic and smothering it and killing it, there's things on the market that say that are non-selective, but even those aren't very effective, in my yeah. opinion. I mean, they're top growth killers at the most, and and very few seem to have any effect at all on the root system. But when you when you have a selective herbicide, as in you want to kill these broadleaf plants, but you don't want to kill the good grass, it's like. Pfft. I just haven't. Just I that, haven't met one yet, personally. Just isn't that, I don't remember any. Mm-hmm. And all the information we get. Well, I appreciate your time and enjoy the show. Thank you. Well, good luck. Thanks, Dan. Boy, that's yeah. That's a tough one. It's a lot of digging. I, I had someone interested in in an organic a weed control method, not too long, a few day, a few days ago, and basically it boiled down to black plastic. Because there simply isn't a product on the mar- on our shelves anyway. And I I don't recall seeing any on any other shelf either mm-hmm. in the places I go into. So no, if, it, a if it was if it was there, we would we, have, we'd have we, it. We'd yeah, have it. for sure. Okay. Too many requests for that kind of thing. Okay. And I think even the ones that are promoted again from a from a non-selective, as in they'll kill whatever you put it on, good or bad. Right. Theoretically, I think are marginal. Yeah. At, at best. Yeah. Okay. Yep. Good. All right, let's go back to the phones at 3569397. Adam is calling in from Dayton, Ohio. Oh. 
Good morning, Adam. Good morning, everybody. Hey, thanks Hi. for coming in. Good. So far. Hey, listen, I've got I've got a um, uh, a really nice knockout roses, and um, it's it's kind of overgrown at this point. Do I run any risk of killing it if I were to cut it down, kind of to the ground, uh, maybe this fall? I Dan, I wouldn't cut it this fall. Um, I, you know, I, I I don't like them to be that tall either. I I so I I prune throughout the year, but some some years the weather prunes it for me. So come come March when it starts to break bud, it'll only be two or three inches tall anyway. But that's the time to really prune your your rose back that far would be in really late winter, early spring when you're starting to see. Adam, about how tall is it now? Oh boy. So I'm six feet tall, and it's nearly nearing my chin. Yeah, so you're, they're, yeah. They're, yeah. It's big. you're about looking at it in the eye. And you right? and you literally want to take it almost down to the ground, you said? Yeah, that's what I'm thinking. But I, as long as I do no real harm to them, I want them to bounce back next year, of course. Yeah, I, I agree with Marianne. I think that would be uh, awfully drastic. I know. Uh, <laughs> awfully drastic right now uh, to do because what's going to happen is you're going to generate so much new growth and it may not slow down well enough, even though in Dayton you're going to be a little bit more temperate this winter than we are. Yeah. Um, right. The, um, if you could make yourself wait till next spring after you see what damage may have been done over the winter and then whack-a-doodle uh, <laughs> next spring, yeah, that would be the best thing to do. Truly, yeah, I, I've, I've I had springs really that, agree to. Yeah, I mean, that's, that's the best time for nothing, roses. Right. Pruning roses is in the spring. Every will be different, have a different effect on it, too. Sure. So. Sometimes it'll it'll really, the winter, if it's really severe, it'll whack it all the way almost to the ground. Absolutely. And you're starting over, and, and sometimes, you know, it'll come out. Uh, I've never had one not flush out really well when it gets hit back that hard. So I wouldn't hesitate to do it in, in the uh, real early spring, late winter. But, yeah, I like Steve said, <laughs> Yeah, a little bit severe right now. Adam, is that even an okay. option for you, or is it something you you feel like you have to do this now? No, I wouldn't say I feel like I have to do it. I, I certainly could wait until March if, uh, if that would be advisable. Sure. It, it would be. I mean, and you could do one of two ways. You could either uh, do it before the new growth happens, or yeah. you could wait till after you see some new growth and then know at what point you need to cut it back to to, to find it alive. Um I think if I was cutting it back that major, I'd still probably try and have no less than 7 to maybe 10 to 12 to 15 canes, if you will, that I'm cutting it back to versus just a few. And um, I would focus on that a little bit more so than how high above the ground I'm going to cut it, but I might cut it back within a foot of the ground or so. Um, Okay. And when I've done it... um, I just start out high and maybe do it in a couple layers so I can see what I'm doing. Even though you don't have all the foliage on there, maybe I'll take some hedge, uh, some loppers, and just whack it down within a couple feet or so. And that way I haven't made a decision about which canes for sure are going to make it and which aren't. But I have a better chance of getting a feeling for the plant um, if I can cut and if I had the choice. One of the reasons I like to do it when I first start to see some new growth is I can know where the buds are coming out of it. If I can cut to buds that are on the outside of the cane, so I'm encouraging the growth to go out and not inward, hmm. I'll have a better plant. I'll have more air circulation, yep. more sunlight in the plant, less disease. Um, and I think you'll get a better balanced plant versus 
sending shoots on the inside and right. and whatnot. So I, I like to do it after I see some new growth. Okay. Well, I'll see you about it in March then. Thanks, guys. Appreciate it. Awesome. You're welcome. Thanks for calling in, Adam. Bye. Bye. Three five six nine three nine seven is our phone number, or you can text us at three five one five three five seven. This is Plant Experts live at Prairie Gardens, so uh, we can finally tell what fruit is growing in or vegetables growing. I don't really know what it is in the uh, planter box where the employee just tossed seeds in, Yay. not knowing what they were. What are they? Squash. What kind of squash? Oh, I, I, you don't I, know. Hold on, I have a picture. I've picked, I think I have a picture. Yeah, that, but uh, everybody, still, everybody at the at work though is having such a fun time watching it grow. Uh, it, it's pretty amusing. Squash when they start coming on, just it's mm. like they magic overnight. They're there. Yeah. Yeah. Sounds like you guys need to switch over to watching birds or something a little yeah, bit seriously. more dynamic. <laughs> well, <laughs> I think wow. they actually want us to get some work wow. done, though. Look at that oh, squash that. grill. <laughs> well, no, but you, you know how it is. You walk in and out the door each day, and then, you, just, you know, every few days you're like, hey. Kind of like bigger. watching corn grow, only different, right? Uh-huh. Yeah. Okay. All right. Good teasing me. Let's go back to the phones. <laughs> Sherry and Savoy is calling in. Hey, good morning, Sherry. Thanks for calling. Uh, good morning. Um, the qu- the advice you gave for the uh, knockout roses and the cutting them back fairly severely is that the same for a climber? Yes. Yeah. Is it okay? Yeah, Late I would. Early. I wouldn't encourage massive new growth right now. I'd no. want it to slow down as I go into the fall and winter. Yeah. And then I okay. would be mindful of any new growth I've had. Do I need to support it or tie it up uh, along the support structure just to make sure it doesn't break and uh, ice or snow loads, uh, mm. so I'd be thinking about that. But I would wait to cut until next spring after I see new growth. And a question about the Japanese beetles: <clears throat> Do you do you put something on seven or something on for them? Uh, I'm not going to pick them off. Um, I think there's too many there were this year. But uh, do you put that on when you see the first one? Do you put that on preventive? Uh, you know, like or what? Are they on your? Were they bothering your rose, your climber, or other things? Yes, yes, they were bothering the rose. They love roses. You'd probably use the systemic in the soil, yeah. right, as a basis. Yeah. And then, okay. and then, if you want to apply a topical in season, if that's not cutting it, if that's not doing it, you could apply a topical in season. And seven would be pretty effective as a topical. Yes, it is. And in you season. do that basically. Okay. Okay. Thank you. But very if you're going to do the systemic, you could do that this fall, or you could do it early next spring on something the size of a rose. If it's a really big climber, I'd probably be inclined to do it this fall. I would do it this fall. Yeah. It is a big. It's uh, over six feet. Uh, That's oh, awesome. Wow. It's big. I do so, too. Yeah. That's so. great. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Thank you. Thank you. Thanks for calling in. Three five six nine three nine seven is our phone number. This is Plant Experts live at Prairie Gardens. I, I had a few questions about uh, Japanese beetles this this week. Yeah, yeah. There's they're not they're not going away as fast as they usually do. Yeah. Maybe because they got here later. I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, they're still around a little bit. Yeah, they are. But uh, I I can't say enough about the systemic for any Insert. you know shrubs or or trees because it is it effective. Works. It, 
works. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. Well, and there's something to be saying about a safer application for you. Yeah. To put on and not spraying uh, and risking yeah. risking your exposure to that. It's exactly. easier to put a granule on and water it in or to drench it in. Yep. I yeah. like that. And it, and it keeps on working. You don't have to remember. <laughs> well, and you get less damage on your on your plant. Sometimes you you wait till you start to get the insects are on there feeding, yeah, and you know there goes all the leaves where you know you're applying the topical where this is working from inside. So you're telling me I should put a systemic on early in the season so the sawflies don't lace me, lace my uh, roses. Yes. Okay. And speaking of systemic, I guess it would be time to start to think about. Doing that for your houseplants? Houseplants, you betcha. For ones for you're sure. going to bring inside, that you know that we're hanging out outdoors right now and enjoying the summer growth, that you'll be bringing in in six weeks or whenever-ish <laughs> you bring them in. Um, start to clean them up right now. Because mm-hmm. you could put it on now and then follow the directions, which is what, repeat in six or eight weeks? It's eight weeks. Eight weeks. Eight, yeah. eight weeks persistent, which, which works out fine. If, if it's about six weeks that you start thinking about taking it in, You've you've got a, a, a pretty good uh, defense mechanism going on already, so you're already um, abating the population of insects that are present hmm. and not taking them inside with you. <laughs> huh? That sounds great. Yeah. <laughs> yes, I will get on that systemic right away. Thank you. <laughs> sure you will. Uh-huh. All right. Uh, let me go back to houseplants and, and things that you have received because I thought at first that was colancho. That's what it is. What oh, it is. is. Yep. Isn't that I've great I've never color? seen so many colors. Isn't that beautiful? Yes, it's beautiful. And that's not even close to how many colors are available. Really? Yeah. Uh, yeah, because right now it's pink, orange, light orange, deep orange, white. Uh, they make a fabulous houseplant. They do. And, and they're so easy. They, they're adaptable. They they're go so out. undemanding. <laughs> that's, a, that's the truth. Water? Are I supposed to water that? <laughs> so I, I have some in a sunroom, well, in the wintertime, that I've gotten at Christmas and in around Valentine's Day. Yeah. Because I, I just love the colors. They were just great. It's a great, cool season blooming plant. It totally mm-hmm. is. And I've actually put them into uh, mixed containers of, of succulents and, and cacti. And they're outdoors in a dry place, and they're blooming. Not like they do in the wintertime, but right. they're just got that little splash of color. Random flower. So cool. That's they neat. respond to the longer nights and the shorter days, too. So they're just a great oh, okay. plant, so especially that's why, there you go, <laughs> that you have, uh, in, especially in November, December yeah, through through sure. March, really. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, we were, we were talking this week, too, with uh, uh, a person named Cassie who yeah. blogs and writes for interesting things, whether it's fashion or decor, home decor, and uh, she's going to do a, a few photos coming up for some houseplants in her home yes. for us. And we were talking about some of the long lasting blooms and calanchos would certainly be on that list and so would orchids but uh we started talking about bromeliads and then we started talking about anthuriums and again i i know we have a decent selection of anthuriums now we'll have more later this week we've got another full truck of houseplants coming up next friday so we'll be even be more full but um just have to encourage you if you haven't ever considered an anthurium before grab one i mean i mean you know three and a half years straight Without a flower, I mean, with flowers. Listen, <laughs> listen yeah, to him. Yeah, I'm sorry. You know, six, eight, ten, twelve flowers every day. 
That's just and crazy. it's easy. It's it's there's no magic really? behind it. That's crazy. Well, yeah. And and those few are really the only ones that will bloom indoors. Yeah, the Calancho very, and the very reliably. Yeah. What what is it called again? Anthurium. Uh, Anthurium. <laughs> you yes, gotta remember I'm, that one, right? I am. Yes, I'm making a note of it. <laughs> we, typi- we typically get them in a little later in the season when it's the cooler, but man, they'll just be reds, and the the space will be reds or white or just okay. pink. different pink. colors of pink. Yeah. yeah. Sometimes there's the orange, which is really yeah, cool. Yeah, once in a while there'll be an orange. Yeah. Right. We had last winter. We had some that um, had kind of a purplish coloration to the leaf. Which was really striking. Some yeah. of the plants stay shorter, some are taller, some have a glossier leaf, a yeah. wider leaf. There's just, just a, a nice variety. Interesting genus. Yeah, it yeah. really is. Highly encourage it. But uh, houseplant-wise, really, really good selection yeah. right now. Even better a week from and a, now. And a week. Oh, and yeah. fall yeah. mums, we've got anywhere from quart-sized pots all up to 13-inch pots right now. Most of them are showing color. Oh, yeah. Uh, so they're looking good there. Um, coneflowers, perennials, fresh stuff coming in right and left. Pansies. More lavender that you should get sick at. Pansies, fresh hydrangeas, all on sale. And I, I think one of the, the most asked questions this week are, do you have naked ladies? Really? I had so many people ask about yeah, that call. I did, too. And yeah. Ask and, yeah. Well, That's okay, great. surprise lilies, painted ladies. There's a lot of common names mm-hmm. for them, but it's like chorus. Resurrection lilies. Resurrection lilies, yeah, there's a bunch of names. But it, it all boils down to a lycoris, which is a bulb, a fall-planted bulb, and we will have them. But probably first week in September, Steve, you think? I think it's always right after Labor Day. Yeah, yeah. Yep. when you start getting the fall bulbs in. Yeah. Yep. Okay. So we'll have them. And they've just oh, been showing so off. Actually, the they're spring bulbs, but oh, that you planted spring in the fall. Spring flowering bulbs. Thank you. Yes, Sorry. spring <laughs> flowering <laughs> bulbs. That's not that planted word. in the fall. Yeah. Spring. <laughs> I stand corrected. Thank you, John. It's all good. <laughs> it just blooms later. Yeah. It so comes up with foliage, but no flowers till late. Right. So uh, I'm sure gardeners will be doing all these things, plus uh, maybe a little bit of weeding after the rain this week. A uh, little bit. Yeah. Waiting is kind of continual at my house. Like, yeah. <laughs> but <laughs> what a blessing well. to have that, except for the people that got too much rain. Yeah. You know, north yeah. of us here in the Gibson City oh. area. I feel sorry for them, yeah. for sure, and all the damage and Absolutely. time and energy and money that's going to cost. But most of us had anywhere from an inch to three inches. Depends upon where you live in the area. Yeah, it was a good rain for oh, us. Really good rain. Yep. Yeah. Really nice. good rain. Much Love needed. It. Right. All right, well, lots of fresh house plants, yes. fresh uh, mums, fresh you name it. Herbs, <laughs> it mums, perennials, house plants, annuals, hydrangeas, fall seeds. Yeah. Fall seed. Come on, plants. There you go. <laughs> uh, this has been Plant Experts live at Prairie Gardens with our experts, Marianne Metz, John Weisgarver, and Steve Brown. I'm Tamara McDaniel, our on site. Pr- engineer is Brooke Sholem and our producer at studio is Dave Fleek. A big thanks to everyone who uh, texted in and called in, Scott as well as Dan, Adam, Sherry. Thanks so much for joining us and the podcast of the show will be available later today at WDWS.com. Have a great weekend.